0: Hi, this is Lucia with The Art of Love. This week, I have an email from a woman who says, I was with this man for one year. Months into the relationship, mostly long distance because of his work, I got a call from some unknown woman telling me he's a player, a cheater, a womanizer, etc. I tried to ignore it, but then I found some strange messages between him and other women. Flirty ones. One of them even inviting her to his bed. I told him about this and he got angry. He was mad that I broke his privacy, If it, even if it wasn't really like that. Well, it was like that in that you did have to invade his privacy somewhat to find this, which if you know what you're going to do after you find the information of whether someone is cheating or not, then you have to already decide beforehand, are you going to stay or are you going to go? So it sounds like, You were going to confront him, and then what? I mean, obviously, if he's texting about inviting someone to his bed, there's really no other explanation for that than he wants to have sex with her. And the fact that he deflected, and instead of talking about the messages, instead he said, oh, you invaded my privacy. That's a way of not owning up to the fact that he was up to something. And so that's what people do. They always go to, you invaded my privacy, you invaded my privacy, which if someone says that, it means they are guilty because if he hadn't been up to something, then he would have just simply said, oh yeah, yeah, let me explain that to you. Yeah, that was a funny thing that happened or whatever, you know, but there's really no explanation if you're saying you're finding there's several messages and someone is calling you, obviously something is up. Um, And so you you then went on to say, well, I stopped trusting him and I became insecure. But you didn't say that you broke up with him. You didn't say that there were any consequences for finding those text messages. You simply accepted them. So basically you're saying to him, you can cheat, you can do whatever you want, and I'll still stay here and I'll become insecure, but I won't leave. Um, Whereas when you find something like that and they won't talk about it, they just harp on the fact that, Oh, you invaded my privacy. And that's all they say. Then the only response to that is, okay, you're right. I did invade your privacy, but don't worry about it. It won't happen again because I'm out of here. So I won't need to check on anything anymore. And then you step away and you leave. And the next move is up to them. And if they want to then speak to you or get back with you, they're going to have to explain those messages because otherwise to stay there and then to become insecure and to stop trusting is just going to lead down a path that is not going to lead to anything good as we see as I continue reading this. Because then he started to change with me, she says, he grew a little distant and cold and we moved in together because we were were waiting for a child. We attended couples therapy and things went better. So now there's a child involved. Uh, I lost the baby and he changed again. I told him I preferred to move out, but he asked me to stay and say he loved me. Well, I think that would have been a good time to move out. Since you didn't move out before, I understand uh, you, were, you moved in because you were pregnant, fine. But now you lost the child, and so that would have been a great time to move out. Uh, but you stayed just because he said he loved you. Don't go by what someone says, go by what someone do. Because so, then you go on to say he started to spend more time on his phone, and he wasn't as sweet and loving as caring as he used to be, and I started to feel unloved and appreciated, of course. So that's why I keep saying that would have been the time to move out. We need some space here. I tried to uh, talk about those things with him, but he got mad all the time and felt blamed. Yes, because guys do not want to talk about what they're doing wrong in a relationship. They don't want to talk about the relationship. They don't want to feel like they're doing something wrong. And so, of course, they're going to get mad. If you're going to talk about a relationship issues or about how you feel, There's a very specific way to do it. You can't just all of a sudden say over dinner, by the way, you know, I feel unloved and unappreciated. What's going on here? Because they feel attacked. You think that you're just having a conversation, but they see it as an attack. They see it as an argument or leading to an argument. And so the correct way to have that conversation is to say, first of all, you actually have to make an appointment. And you go, there's something important I'd like to speak to you about. When would be a good time? And they might say, now is a good time. Or they might say, okay, well, you know, after I finish what I'm doing here in about half an hour, we can talk. Right? So now you're being respectful. You're not just all of a sudden pouncing on them and going, hey, I feel unloved and unappreciated. So then when you talk to them, you say, well, lately I have to tell you I've been feeling unappreciated, unloved because of blah, 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 blah. And and then you talk about what they've been doing. And then you say, can you please not do that? Or can you please do this? So you give them exactly examples of what you want them to do, to, you know, not be on your phone so much when we're home together, to not whatever, to do more of this or less of this. You have to give concrete examples. And then you say, can you do that? Will you be able to do that? And if they, if they say, yes, yes, perfect. And if they say no, then there have to be consequences such as, well, I understand you have every right to not do that, but then I'm not sure that I want to be in a relationship where I feel unloved and unappreciated. And it goes on from there. So you can't just start talking and blaming a person for how you feel without asking for what you want instead and for their to be consequences if you are still not getting what you want. Okay, continuing on. Two weeks ago he decided to break up and it was pretty bad. He yelled at me saying he was tired of everything. He didn't feel anything for me anymore. I never trusted him. I was so insecure and always wanted to talk. And he felt anything he did or said wasn't good. Right, because because originally when you saw those text messages, etc., You didn't trust him, you became insecure, and that problem was never resolved. Even though you went to therapy and things were a little better, it was still in the back of your mind. That problem was never resolved. So when you confront someone with messages of cheating, you need to know what is your plan of action. You can't just confront them and expect them to just handle the situation correctly. You need to know what you're gonna do. If he says that he he has been texting other women, What am I going to do? If he denies it, what am I going to do? Okay, you always have to have a plan of action. Um, Continuing on, I felt so bad I left the next day in complete silence. I didn't cry while he was breaking up with me, but I couldn't believe it was over. Can he ever come back from a situation like this? Did I really mess up? Even in the rough times, I almost never initiated anything, just the relationship talks. Because I was trying to have a better connection. Yes, I understand, but now... That I've already mentioned earlier that guys feel blamed. They feel that you're argue, arguing and they don't want to keep talking about the relationship. Um, I wasn't like that in the first months, but later with the pregnancy, miscarriage, living together, a lot of stuff, I got like this trying to fix things. That's right, because as you stayed there and more things happened, you became more and more bonded to him. And women are nesters, so they try to have create a home environment and they try to fix things. But it's not your job to fix things, it's just your job to say how you feel and for there to be consequences if you're not happy with the way things are going. Because if you just, every time you're unhappy, you try to talk, at some point as happened here, they're just going to get annoyed and go, that's it, I, I can't take this anymore. You're constantly complaining about the relationship. So There needs to be action instead of just always words, words, words. Women love to talk, but guys do not about relationships. Anyways, is it possible to win him back after making so many mistakes? It's been two weeks of no contact. Um, Yeah, I mean, just stay away and do the no contact. However, you need to learn more relationship skills because if you do go back together, um, then you can't constantly be talking about the relationship and also you need to figure out if you're going to be able to trust him again so if he's not going to own up to those messages then you either are going to have to you know start with a blank slate and say okay that was in the past i'll I'll try to try to trust him now or you may not be able to trust him and feel secure unless he does admit to what was happening in those text messages and so maybe you may not be able to go back because what's the point of going back if in the back of your mind you're still worried about those text messages and he refuses to tell you the truth. If he's not going to tell you the truth, then there's really no point in starting off again because it's just going to end again. So if anyone has any questions or comments about this, you can contact me at my website, theartoflove.net, where you can also reach me for private coaching. If you're listening to this on iTunes, I would appreciate if you would rate and review the podcast. If you're listening to this on YouTube, please subscribe. And finally, remember that love inspires, empowers, uplifts, and enlightens.